In episode 2, Patrick and I recap the scoreless matches against Alianza and Puebla, discuss the offensive struggles Rayados are currently facing, the mystery behind Rogelio Funes Mori's absence, and the preview to the second leg against Alianza and the Liga MX match against Chivas. This is the Rayados Lenny podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Rayados Lenny podcast. Um, this is episode two. Uh, I'm your host, Eduardo Russell, and joining me for a second week in a row is Patrick. Uh, we're going to discuss both matches during the week. The first one against Alianza, which was the CONCACAF Champions League. Then the Liga Amequis matchup against Puebla. And we're going to dive into the offensive uh, deficiencies or struggles that we are seeing with Rayados. Obviously, two scoreless matches. And, you know, if you follow any Rayados supporters on Twitter, you'll get the temper- you know, you'll get the temperature of that. The offense is the main, you know, talking point. So we decided why not touch on that with our own opinions and thoughts. So, but first and foremost, we're going to touch on the Alianza match. Um, for you, Patrick, how was the match? Uh, how are you feeling going in? And then once the 0-0 uh, conclusion, how do you feel um, after 90 minutes of the match? Hey, what's up? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me again. It was a great experience. After I really enjoyed it. And I've been enjoying your tweets and your GIFs and videos. I think it's really cool how you're covering the games. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for the Alianza game, it's been – it was a – I came in pretty confident, but at the same time I didn't think we were going to – you know, run over Alianza just because CONCACAF, I know the level of soccer or football is not the best, but that's what makes it difficult in a way, you know. Uh, Alianza, as you saw, they were they came out to kick, they came out to fight, uh, and just hope for the best, hope for not getting scored on. And, and, the, and they got the result that they wanted. Now in Monterey, they can come out even stronger and maybe, you know, surprise Monterey. Um, so, as I said, I didn't think we were, we were going to have the best game ever. We weren't going to win by a lot or anything. But I did think we will come out with a goal or two from it. Now, when it concluded 0-0, I hated the game. I hated how it played out. I hated the result. But at the same time, after watching it, I, I said to myself, well, you know, nobody got injured. Nobody got, you know, a red card. I think in, Ma- in Monterey we'll be able to finish this thing off. Yeah, one of the things or one of the key sticking points for me was early on in the match, um, Alianza was had you know they were they were defending and they were gonna the way they were gonna score is um, on the counter. So they were give you know there was a seeding possession to Rayados and they wanted to to just defend and. If they could um, open up on the counter, that's the you know that was the way they were going to score. But for me, uh, in a zero-zero match, the main talking point was how the ref, you know, he let he let a lot of things fly. Like the first uh, foul on Jonathan Gonzalez, I think was it. It was like midway through the first for the through the first half. Uh, I'm not sure who was the player, but he you know they tackled him from behind like. There is no ball, so I want to get your thoughts on how the ref let a lot of things slide, and were you happy with the officiating? Yeah, CONCACAF refs are not the greatest. 
they they don't have the best reputation in the world. I think the ref, I mean, uh, I don't want to super criticize his job. I know they got hard a hard job already, but I th I mean it, that was a red card and it yeah. was one of the worst I've seen in a while. Jonathan is super lucky that he's not injured for a long time because that's it looked like that type of tackle, you know, that something really badly happened. Um, he did a bad job, the ref. I mean, I think he missed a couple of of big ones, uh, but you see it every day, really, with referees nowadays. And Concacaf Champions League doesn't have VAR, the VAR system, so you know, it's still the the it's still that makes it harder for them. But you see it like with even with VAR, refs still miss stuff, so it's a hard job. We get lucky that we have a thousand replays. And it's easy for us to judge for watching it from, you know, from a TV. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he was bad. He was really bad. Yeah, that, that when when that happened, everybody was like, why is this not a red card? Because, yeah, it was it was a really bad. And and even Rael's, um, they benefited from the ref being very lenient. I think towards the end of the match, I think it was Celso mm -hmm. that, that did the tackle from behind as well with no ball. Oh. You're right. So yeah, he got a yellow, but you know that was you know that if if the red if the ref called a, a red card on that foul for Jonathan Gonzalez, then he would have to call the red card for that one. But mm -hmm. you know, aside from that, I mean, it was a very like like we said the 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 ref was letting them play. He was letting he was letting a lot of things go. We saw Alianza be very physical, and they pushed the limit as to what they can get away with. So they tried to I think for me they tried to out intimidate. Rayados because I mean even the even on even the supporters like I don't know if you saw like there were some bottles flying onto the pitch yeah cups so it was a hostile environment so for me for them to walk away with a draw and with the ref being very lenient not having significant injuries I think for me that's a win um yeah. and no Funes Mori like we're gonna touch on this in a bit but they didn't have you know Funes Mori and the offense for me <sighs> I mean, we'll touch on this again a little bit later, but there was nothing being generated. Like a lot of the shots were off target. The passes, like yeah, like Alianza, yeah, Alianza was. They were parking the bus, like we said. They they were their, their mindset was defend, defend, and then hit them on the counter. So mm -hmm. the passing lanes weren't that weren't that weren't open. Like there was not a lot of passing lanes for long balls. Um, I think there was this one video that I give or this one part that I give in the match where, you know, Miguel Ayun is trying to play, you know, he's trying to make a forward pass, and there's just no space, no room for him to make, you know, a, a, an effective pass or, you know, one that can lead to a scoring chance. And, you know, he just throws his hands like, what am I supposed to do? There's nothing. And so it was a, it was a frustrating match, you know, offensively. Um, but, you know, what that's... I mean, at the end of the day, it's still zero zero, and they're going back to Monterrey. So yeah, and I want to say one thing about about uh, Alianza's fans and Alianza's, uh, you know, welcoming for Monterrey, not just fans but as a team as a whole. Like this, this thing was a party. Like they treated it as a Champions League match, which it yeah. is, which is what it is. You know, it's it's a Concacaf Champions League. And I loved it. Like they received Monterey in the airport with press uh, uh, during during their stay before the match. Uh, before the match, 
at the match. I mean, yeah, at the match, I get it that they throw, you know, cups and whatever or beer. But I love, I love, I love that Alianza treated it as a Champions League match yeah. because if we don't respect this tournament, nobody will. And I just want to say thanks to Alianza because of that. Because at the end of the day, is the region where we play, and we have to win it. We have to be the best of the region. And 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 Alianza treated it as such. And I just hope that Monterey treats it as such when it's played in Monterey. Yeah, yeah. I saw the social media stuff from their Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts. They were. Yeah. So, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was pretty cool and and and, and neat to watch because. When you, when you see it, like, at the European level, their fans, it's, like, it's different. Like, it's it's supposed to be, like, a different atmosphere. It's supposed to have a different feel to it because this is a team that you don't face every day. This is a team that, or this is in, in a city, too, that you don't visit every often. So I think it should be treated as a special, you know, occurrence that, you know, they went to... El Salvador to play um, Alianza, which is arguably the biggest club in El Salvador, and so you know they, they, it, it was a, a really neat experience just watching all that stuff on on social media, mm-hmm. and and switching back to 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 Liga MX, um, it for me another disappointing game against Puebla. It was another zero zero draw. Um, again, no Funes Mori. Um, for me, at first, I thought there was probably an injury um, that might have happened to him. But I mean, he was dressed in street clothes and enough to like sit somewhere in the in the stadium since he was. I seen his uh, social media accounts, um, you know, show that he was there. But you know, for me, that's that was that was another sticking point. You didn't have your best goal scorer, and nobody in that match could score a goal, <laughs> um, and the shots were even worse. I believe they only had two shots on target. Yeah. Ten were off target, and I think Puebla blocked 17. So they had 19 shots on, on in total. Um, even the Rayados, um, I think a lot of people were calling them out on their Twitter accounts. <laughs> yeah. They put they put 10, 10 goals on target. <laughs> people were like, yeah. where, did these, where did these goals come from? Um, but it was just another match where offense, you know, the, there was no offense being generated. Nothing, I don't know, I think it felt like they just grabbed 11 players and they threw them out onto the pitch because there was no chemistry. Um, there was just, there's nothing. And, and I'm, I'm not sure if you showed it, I'm not sure if you share this frustration because everybody I was seeing and interacting with on Twitter, it was just frustrating for them. They, they were calling this a boring match. Uh, they, they were scapegoating people and it just got ugly because there was just nothing being generated. And, I'm, and I just want to get your opinion on 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 the offense and the and the match in total or you know the match in whole yeah i mean i totally agree with you it was a weird match um the chemistry part i i agree with too like it was a mixed team that's for sure but at the same time like it's the eighth week come on you gotta be playing better together and uh the Funes Mori thing is definitely a weird one. There's no, there was never an announcement of something happening with Funes Mori. He just missed out the last two games. Like the first one, I thought, okay, it's Alianza. You know, they're, they're you know, they won minutes for the other guys or whatever. But for this one, I, it was weird that he also sat out like 
not even on the bench. Yeah. And with no announcement. And now after the game, Diego Alonso said he's not injured, but he has like tendonitis or something yeah. like that. Which I don't know. I don't think I believe it. But you know, we'll. Uh, we'll They'll they'll have to share more information. That's right. yeah. I think they like for me. It's just been puzzling how all of us out of nowhere, he's just disappeared. I mean, he's yeah. you know he's active on his social. Media. Like I seen his Twitter and he's active, but there's no news coming out of. And I'm not sure if this is the coach or or the club as a whole. Yeah, I think they should be more. I know they don't want to share too much information, but at least I think they owe it to the fans and the supporters to know. Hey, our player is injured. Or you know, don't be too too secret. You know, don't don't hold don't hide any, you know, injuries yeah. from us because it's like, hey, because then you just see people get angry and not understand because people are still expecting Funes Mori to play on Wednesday, and we don't even know if he's gonna play or not. So exactly. you know, people are people are basing their lineups and expectations with him in the lineup, and as we've seen these last two matches. If he's not in the lineup, <laughs> there's no offense. There's nothing. There's no goal scorer threat. Yeah. Even you know, and and I think I think we'll just touch on it already right now. The offense is 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 bad. It, it there's not there's no offense. It's just guys shooting at the at the at the goal off target. It's crosses. It's like people are just you know. I, I don't want to throw it all on Babon, but he's he's just crossing the ball yeah, just crazy. to cross it. And and he's just hoping it goes off someone or it it lands on someone's feet that they can put it in the net. But I don't know how how are you seeing these offensive struggles? Are you frustrated as well? Is there yeah. that you want to? Is there, is there a? Do you blame it on someone that still that we're pretty much? If there's no food and money, then we're yeah. gonna struggle offensively. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, for me, Funes, if Funes Mori was there in the last couple of matches, I'm sure something would have gone in the back of the net. That's just a fact because of what he's been showing. Uh, since he's not there and we're not scoring, we kind of have to blame it on somebody because, I mean, we're not having the best offense in the world. Like, we're not taking shots on target or, you know, having the, the like, the what's it called, you know, the most dangerous plays, like, we're so close to scoring, and no, the reality is, like, we're we're so far away from scoring, and it's not like we don't have plays in the last third of the of the pitch, like, we're over over there the most part of the game, and we just don't create something, something dangerous, which is, like, we have Maxi Mesa, we have Rodolfo Pizarro, those are guys that are supposed to create. Yeah. Now, I don't want to kill Saldivar or Barreiro because they're young. They just got in here. Oh, they're, he, they're, they, they took a beating I last know. night social, I know. On, on Twitter. So, and, I, I kind of understand a little bit, Saldivar. They need someone that can come in and replace Funes Mori when he needs a day off or he's injured. He was supposed to be that scoring depth. And the last like, two match, yeah, he has not. replace Funes Mori. Like, yeah. That's super hard. So yeah, can't and, this guy. yeah, I I kind of understand that. Plus, it's it's just like I don't want to sympath. I don't want to do this, but like when you look at Tigres, yeah. when you look at Tigres, they got Guignac, they got Vargas, they got Valencia. They got three guys that can that can score and oh, they yeah. can rotate. Rayelos don't have that. For me, it's just Funes Mori, and after that, they got no one else. Like who 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 who, yeah. who do you think? For me, like. 
these last two matches show that nobody can step up in the goal scoring department and it's just frustrating because if this was the issue um going into the clausura i thought they would have addressed this in the winter when the transfer window was open and so for me it kind of shows that we're just a one-man team like offensively off you know, not defensively, but offensively. Um, yeah. And if there's no Funes Mori, there's no, there's nobody there to score goals, and so it's just frustrating for me because now I don't know where goals are going to come from because now we, it kind of exposes our weakness that if a team wants to beat us, all they got to do is take out Funes Mori, like you know, isolate him and take him out of the match. Yeah. So I mean. It's just it's it, a lot of people were frustrated last night over the over the result and the style of play, and a lot of people were pointing at the, the finger at Diego Alonso. So I just wanted to see how you feel about you know our current you know coach. Diego Alonso, uh, it's a it's a complicated game. It's like he's been here for what almost a year? No, less. Like I don't know. Yeah, almost a year. Let's say for like seven eight nine months somewhere around there and the majority of the time of those months has been horrible he hasn't played well but he took us to the Copa MX final which we lost and we also lost in the semifinals of the Liga MX because of a, a draw like uh, and, and and both of those games were against Cruz Azul who was yeah. the strongest team in Liga MX last season uh, in my opinion, but and and we lose those two games like we we don't win in the silverware, and coming into this season we're unbeaten for the la- for the first eight eight matches in the Liga MX, we're up there in the leaderboard and we still don't like this guy like we he, he and plus he doesn't play well like he gets results but he doesn't play well which is so crazy and it's a complicated one for me because I want him to get results. But I'm. I think I'm more of a guy that likes to play well before getting a result. And for me, this guy Diego Alonso is just not cutting it for me. I think his signing was a premature one. We should have waited a couple more weeks because some coaches became available, and I'm talking about Matias Almeida. And and it was a premature signing, and now it's you know you yeah, won't. Like- you won't fire a coach after getting to the semifinals. Yeah. Next. Like, yeah. So I get it that he's still there. Yeah. That's, that's the thing I, I kind of, I kind of picked up that even if they're winning, people are still not going to like Diego Alonso. Like he could win. He could take us back to the semifinals again and take us to the final, the CONCACAF Champions League and people will yeah. still want him gone. And uh-huh. I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with these people. I'm starting to see now that, I'm not sure what he's thinking offense. I'm not sure what his offensive game plan is. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure how much he has like a, uh, a voice when it comes to transfers. Because I think... I'm not sure. Like, the guy can... That guy can defend. Like, he his, his defensive tactics are, are top-notch. Like, there's not a lot of teams that are going to score on us. Um, if, if they score, it's usually us beating ourselves with mental mistakes. Yeah. Um, But just his... I'm not sure what his offensive game plan is. Because... We've seen, we saw it last year in the semifinals and the in La Liga against um, Santos, that quarterfinals match, where we scored and then we just parked. You know, we were I think we were able to score once against Santos at home, and then we parked the bus and then when we went over there to Torreon, 
we we parked the bus, but we were able to score a goal. And then uh-huh. if he tried to say anything again against Cruz Azul, he would. We scored, yeah. and we won one nothing by just defending. And then when we went to Estadio Azteca, they couldn't score. Like there is, and then that's when Cruz Azul was able to get one. And then you know they were able to advance through that through that stupid rule that yeah. you know they they had more goals or whatever it was in the regular season. But yeah, they were but, just yeah. like higher up the table. So. Yeah. So, but you know, like I don't expect a team like Rails to be parking the bus, like. No, no, no. Yeah, Especially like, with how many millions you have? Up yeah, there. and they spent. Yeah, that's. This is why I kind of I go back to how much of a say does he have in recruiting players? Off, you know, yeah. offensively because there's just nothing. Like there's there's zero when when they struggle offensively. It is so bad to watch. Like it's so hard to watch because I, I I'm that's trying to worst. create gifts out of like a zero zero <laughs> match. And it was just so hard to watch that. I mean, people were were tuning out. They were like, "This is a boring, a really boring match." Um, yeah. And it's just this guy. Like we're 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 acting as though the team is dysfunctional, like Cruz Azul is right now. We're exactly. we're in second place, but still. <laughs> I was like, about to say. Yeah, that. like we're acting like we're we're Cruz Azul right now, but no, we're we're in second place. Um, but still, like, I, it's just I don't see any offense no. being generated that for me I think this is why I agree I want a manager that can that can either like we like Montrealos have spent so much money and it's like they they spent so much money on this team yet it struggles offensively so <laughs> but but I think what you're saying is 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 super like it's super intriguing and, and we should look at that a little more like Does this guy have a saying in the signings? Because yeah. if it doesn't, then clearly something's not working out. Because yeah. he does he what he intends to do with the team, uh, you know, he doesn't have the players to do so. And the players that he has available, they're not for this type of play. Yeah, perfect so style. Yeah, we, either we listen to the coach, or we say, hey, coach, whoever's out there. Who can best coach these players? Yeah, that's I think what we're gonna have to do if eventually. Rael's, like when? I, I that's the thing I do not that's know because it's it's I think if if he loses against if he, if we crash out in the Conquer Champions League no, and then we lose these next two matches against um, Chivas and, and and um and Tigres who who. You know, if the season ended right now, they'd be in La, in La Liga. So these next three matches, if there's no Funes Mori or he's limited in how much he can play, it can get really ugly really quickly. And I know we're—I'm I, not trying to overreact, but 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 it's just the guy needs to come out with an offensive game but, plan. Yeah, Go but ahead. look at look at like the you know the schedule we have coming up. Like you, as you said, Alianza, then Tigres, then. I mean, then Chivas, then Tigres. Plus, if we go through against Alianza, we'll have either Atlanta United or Herediano. Like, more more pileups of games. And then yeah. Tijuana, Cruz Azul, Toluca, which they right now, like, Toluca, Cruz Azul, they're horrible. Yeah, they're, 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 in, they're in the distance. Yeah, they're in a tire fire right now. So Yeah, and but then yeah, after, after Toluca, we have Santos. Like, it's a tough run. Uh, either, I mean, I know those some of those teams are not playing great, but they're great teams, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, no, there it's going to be a tough run, you know, to end the season. And I I for me, I wouldn't fire him in the season. season. Yeah, yeah, I I would wait till the end of the season yeah. just so you can find you can actually do your due diligence and find the right manager because like yeah. like we're I think we need to probably to, I think we'll probably get some more people that are in more in touch with the with the with the with the club and figure out does the manager, whether it be Alonso or whoever comes in, has a say in transfers because like you said, if we're buying players that doesn't fit that doesn't fit his system, then it's just we're just throwing away doesn't money. Make sense. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make and sense. So it's just something's something's gotta give. Like uh, it's yeah. it's and you know, people are turning on Pavon again and Navila Sustado. It's just it's just I, I get to, I'm trying to, you know, learn a new virtue as a fan of being patient with this team yeah. because they're on beaten they, they might wake up at the end of the season i don't know like like you just got here punas mori might come back i don't know i don't know i'm trying to like think of positive things yeah and yeah but the bad thing is that this liga mx and the concacaf champions league they don't give you time to be patient they're like three months and that's it it's over And if you don't win in those three months, then you have to start over. And you can't be, you really can't be patient. But as a fan, this team has got to do something. And yeah. we kind of have to be patient. I don't know. Or maybe fire somebody. I don't know. <laughs> It's complicated. Yeah. I, I mean, I get where the fans are. I get where their emotions are coming from because we, like, I hate to say this again, but we they've spent so much money on this team. And I don't think they can handle another season where they go trophyless. Like, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. like you spent. I think they're. They've spent most out of any, you know, Liga MX club, and to show no trophies or to have no trophies, it's just a waste of money. Or it's you know the fans feel like it was just a waste of a season or a waste of money, yeah. and I get where they're coming from. And and like you said, we're trying to be patient, but the season goes by fast. Like three seasons. And it's gone, and the Concacaf Champions League go even quicker because we're already in the round of 16. Like there's no group stage; it's just the round of 16. Yeah. And and boom, it's over. Like like, it's it's, and you know, like we've been discussing, we we're depending on one player to to drive our offense, and we it, that's just not sustainable for a very for a good team for like a team that wants to win trophies. You can't just depend on one player to be your your offensive driving force. And, and expect to to win, um, yeah. you know, silverware. I, I know, like, before the season started, fans were asking for a number nine. And not to replace Funes Mori. We were just asking for a number nine to get some competition for Funes Mori. Like, when he's not there, we have a guy that can easily come in and create or, or, or finish chances off, yeah. which we clearly don't have yet with Salivar or Barreiro. Now... I think the, um, I think I think what 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 the board of directors for Monterrey were trying to do with Salio and Barreiro was like sign young players that won't really take Funes Mori's spot, but you know they can they can grow to be good. When we needed, I think in my opinion, uh, somebody that will make Funes Mori uncomfortable because mm -hmm. he knows that when he's back, he's gonna be in the starting eleven in in a second, and he's gonna you know stay there until he's injured yeah and, and for example take stefan medina like when he comes back how, is he gonna be able to replace like 
that easily? And the answer is no. But Leon also knows that he has Stefan Medina like in, right behind him, just looking for that spot again. And that's great because it's great competition. But does Funes Mori have good competition? I don't, no. think, I don't think so. I don't think so either. And, and I agree. Like That's the one thing I kept reading and reading over and over during the, the winter transfer is that they didn't have uh, competition or another number nine to go along with Funes Mori, you know, to to substitute him, you know, to, to just have another person that you can count on because now we're just stuck with one person. And when he's gone, we're, we're seeing these last two games. Nobody, nobody scores. Nobody generates anything. And it's just, it's hard to watch. And I think the, 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 you know, the board is going to have to look back, you know, look at themselves and realize that, hey, we, we need to find someone else that not maybe takes over his position, but does give him some kind of competition because we can't just depend on one guy going forward. We need multiple guys that can that can score. And we're seeing it with Salivar right now. The guy's, I think, in his mid-20s, but still people are clamoring for him to to leave. <laughs> yeah, and Barreiro's also like 20 little 20 you know three four i don't know but young people are not they're not patient they're not they don't want they want trophies and i kind of agree with them because you spend Uh, a ton of money you feel like hey we gotta win something we need to win something because if we don't then people are gonna laugh at us that we spent this amount this outrageous amount of money and we got nothing to show for it yeah, because usually signings like get you get your hopes up for this season, you know. And when it's a, a a big money signing, even more. And the other thing is, the guys in front of you, your neighbors, Tigres, are actually winning trophies, and they won yeah. one against you. So that makes it even like super more complicated. And and for Rayal's fans, we just yeah we need that. We need to be back, uh, uh, you know, winning the trophies. And being back on top of them in, in, in terms of more trophies won. Because at the end of the day, Rayados and Tigres exist or, or, or create this big competition of money, of signings, of everything to be better than the one in front of them. Yeah. That's it. And, and, I, and it's great. I love it. But I just want to be, I just want Rayados to be on top. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. Same, same. And it's just for me, when you compare the two, I feel like Tigres has gotten more out of their buck. Like they spent so much just as much as Rayados, but they've gotten more to show for it. Like you said, they've won more trophies, and I think they've bought players that fit their system, that that can score goals, and it's just frustrating to watch because they don't, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, they don't depend just on one guy to, to score goals. They can depend, mm-hmm. you know, they got Guignac, they got Valencia, they got, um, not Valencia, Vargas, and, um, yeah, no, Valencia, Vargas, um, and and Guignac, so they got three guys that can that can put the ball in the net. Meanwhile, yeah. for Rayados, we've spent money on guys that, you know, when you yeah, see it seems how like, like only one. Yeah, and you got Pizarro. I'm I'm gonna give Mesa some time because obviously yeah. he's coming from a new league, uh-huh. new country, and I know people don't like to be patient, but and they and you know they make so much money that people will scoff at scoff the idea that they need time to adjust to a new to a new situation and they do like these people are human <laughs> you know exactly. so they need time to to adjust so i'll be a little bit more patient with him he's shown signs that he can you know create scoring chances and score goals himself but pisaro is becoming not my whipping boy but it's just 
it's time for you to do something. You know, we spent so much money. It's when Funes yeah. Mori is not in the lineup, we need you to either score goals yourself or help create chances. Yeah. And it's just like when I see the amount of money spent on these players, it's like we haven't gotten our money's worth, you know. Meanwhile, we look at Tigres, and they have. And it's just, you know, we'll, we'll touch on this in a couple of weeks when these two meet, and I'm hoping to do a big, big preview. Um, but <laughs> it's just, it's frustrating to watch because we know this team can be better. And either the coach or the club, you know, they need to look at themselves and realize that, hey, it's we need to start generating better, you know, offense. And, and just, you know what I was thinking also? For example, last season when Monterey, you know, uh, didn't win anything, but they, they got to the final and to the semifinal of the Liga MX, uh, remember the season? Like, it was full of injuries throughout. We got yeah. more than 20 different injuries throughout, and Diego Alonso had to create teams every weekend because of that. This mm. season, I mean, there hasn't been much injuries. Like, yeah, Alvarado no. got, like, Alvarado got injured, but, you know, you can replace him. Like he's not. Yeah. He's not. And then we have not, this Funes Mori situation. Yeah. But you know, it, he has a solid team, week in, week out. And yeah, yeah last season it was an excuse the injuries. This season, what's the excuse? It's I have no idea. Like, like it this if this continues, this is going to be a. I'm hoping this isn't a long-lasting issue. That you know, but even then, even when. Funes Mori comes back for me, it's just like he's just one injury away from from us going back to that. And I think it's always going to be a discussion until the summer when we can finally maybe hopefully address this issue, either a coaching change or bring in players that are actually going to make a significant impact and uh-huh. get rid of those that, you know, we've seen enough of that they're not right for the for the team and for the for the system that they want to play. And, you know, I think we've touched on it, you know, on the schedule. They got some really key competition coming up, and it starts with Alianza at home um, for the return leg. And for me, if if we see this team again, um, if we see you know this team that's scoreless in their last two matches, <laughs> it's not an easy win. It's not going to be an easy one to win mm-hmm. um, yeah. because you know, like I think, I think for me, Alianza is going to have the same game plan: park yeah. the bus and then hit him on the counter. Yeah, and, hope, to, hope to score one and yeah. be back. Yeah, and if we struggle offensively like we did against Puebla, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough match. So it's just like we'll have to see it. Even and and I don't know how you, I think they should win. They, yeah, they should win because if they don't, is Funes Mori gonna be? There? Yeah, but if they don't win this match, I. Do not want to be Diego Alonso right now. No. Uh, I, yeah. I, what do you think? Like a, a little bit of a hot take. If Alianza eliminates us, will Diego Alonso continue? I that that would mean they only they only have one trophy left to win, and they'd have to look at pause. First, if they depends if they think about there. yeah, depends on who's out there. Like if yeah. if there's no one better than Diego Alonso then you're going to have to stick with him because there's no sense of grabbing someone else that's that's just going to be here for a season or someone that's not right for the team. Yeah. But if they have someone in mind, that's a better option, especially too because a lot of the seasons are going on right now. 
there's not a lot of people are going to like, not a lot of managers are going to leave their coaching jobs right away just to go coach for Rialo. So if there's nobody out there better than him, then it's just safe to write the season and then do your to start doing your research on another manager. But yeah. if, 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 but still, it's not going to, it's, it's still going to put a, a target on him because people are going to want him gone. And yeah. I think they should win this match. But as we've seen this Conquer have Champions League, there's a lot of surprises. Like teams that should be winning or that are favorite aren't, you know, they're struggling. Even Tigres, they lost um, their match. And then we've seen Atlanta United struggle. We saw Toronto FC struggle. Um, Toluca's having a really bad season. So they're, you know, they're, they struggled in their match against Kansas City. So Rayado should win, but it's not a given. Um <laughs> No, yeah, uh, I think I think Monterey is. I think they'll win. I want to know what the heck is going on with Funes Mori. I, I, I'm thinking by Monday, so tomorrow, or you know, whenever people hear this podcast, it will be. I'm talking about February 25th. Yeah, 25th. Yeah, the 25th. Uh, I'm waiting for for an official statement from the club. Yeah, now, if I, we don't get one, I'm thinking he won't. He yeah. won't play. Yeah, I I haven't even seen pictures of, of him training. I have not seen anything, no, so no, it's just no news at all. It's it's just weird that I think Monday we'll get one. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping one day because if not, then like you said, if if there's no news by tomorrow, Monday, um, I don't think he's playing. And so now we we're, we're gonna have to cross our fingers, have a pray, and hope Somebody that to come up to come up and and score and help generate offense because. These last two matches, we just and and it's not like they've been on the road. You know, they, they were on the road against Alianza, but then they were at home against Puebla, and nothing was being generated. And Puebla, and Puebla, yeah, and Puebla, it's it's oh my god! Like I don't want to go crazy with that bad result, but Puebla, we're we're supposed to 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 you know win by a lot, but yeah, yeah, it's it's it, it wasn't a good result, it, it, no. a draw, yeah. And now Tigres have taken over as the super leaders, um, and that's not, you know, that's yeah. not good. Uh, that's not good to to watch. Yeah. Um, but you know, on the Liga MX side, their next match is against Chivas on the road. They're going to be in Guadalajara, Jalisco, and it's a big it match. A, it's it's a really good. Yeah. It should be a good one. Both teams are really competitive. Both, you know, yeah. like I said, if the season ended today, both of them would be, you know, in La Liga. So yeah. you know these it should be a really good match and and for you Patrick how are you feeling about this what's your gut you know saying do you do you think we should you know do you think we're gonna win or or, or what's your take on this Yeah I'm excited for that match I think it's gonna be one of the exciting ones this season um, you know we'll have to see how they play out against Alianza like if we're winning four nil against Alianza three nil in the 60th minute. All the starters will come out. We'll sit them for the game against Chivas, and we'll be all prepared to face Chivas. Now, if we have a tough match with 0-0 at the 70th minute, I'm going to be worried for the match against Chivas just because, you know, our match will, might go to extra time or penalties, and our guys will get really tired. Yeah. But I think Chivas is really intense, and they're, and, they, and they're playing well as a team. They may not be the most talented, but they have a team, and you see it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be a good balance of a matchup. 
but you know Monterrey supposed supposed to be way better than Chivas. Yeah, yeah, they, they on paper they should win this match, especially if they finally get Funes Mori back. Um, I think on paper we should win. We should, every yeah, match. <laughs> yeah. On paper they should win a lot of matches, but you know that's not the case. Yeah, I think for me, for. Alonso to have, you know, to quiet down or, you know, to put out some of the fire that's starting to, to, to develop. He needs to win these two matches or, you know, at least be competitive. Yeah. But for me, he needs to win these new, he needs to win these two matches. The Chivas, um, like if they, if he wins against Chivas, that would be a statement of yeah, win. Yeah. He, I mean, they show up against the big teams, you know, like we saw against America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they'll they'll show up. It's just it's just the goal scoring still has me worried, yeah. and and, I, and whether or not this team can can go on the road. And right now, Chivas, I'm not sure. Did they win this past weekend? I I, I think they, they lost against they Pachuca. Lost. Oh yeah, yeah, they lost against Pachuca. But Pachuca was just in their best day all of a sudden. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it, again, they this this is a match they should win. Um, I think the, I think this is Pizarro's return, right? I don't think he played against Chivas. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it'll be so. So yeah, this, it'll be his return, and so I would like to think, you know, that <laughs> we should expect a big game from him because you know, hopefully, yeah. hopefully you know, returning back to to an old club, you want to make a statement. Um, Plus, you feel at home, even though you're not uh, home or playing for your home team or whatever. You'll feel at home because that's that was home for a while and and he felt really comfortable in that team. So I'm thinking like the the scenario, the stadium, the people, it's something really familiar for him. So he might be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this game can you know, it's a big game. I'm I'm hoping he's up for it. Um, I think that's about it. Um, uh, Patrick, if you want to plug in your Twitter account, anything yeah. you're on or whatever. <laughs> My Twitter account I want it to be temporary, but it's looking like it's going to be permanent. It's Twitteo Deportes, just t- literally Twitteo, like I tweet sports. Uh, and also I want to have like a little bit of a question that I leave people that listen to the podcast, which is give us your hot takes. If you fire Alonso right now, who would you bring in? Who's out there? Because I was thinking about that and I couldn't find it, find the name. Yeah, yeah, no, what what I'm hoping on doing too is letting people know when we record a podcast, that way I'll make a little, I'll, I'll tweet out, hey, today we're recording a podcast, give us your thoughts, yeah. opinions, and whatever, and then we'll just talk about it, uh, we'll obviously give you credit, we'll, you know, shout out your Twitter account, but sure. but yeah, that's, that's, that's a wrap on episode two, um, episode three is coming next weekend, we're going to preview... This is the main big one, the Tigres match. I'm hoping we're hoping to get a guest, uh, but we'll see how our schedules go. Cause we there's a there's not just the matchup that we need to talk about. It's just everything that's gonna go uh, after last year. It's just you know we gotta have to talk about what happened last year and then you know how you know the, the local authorities and all that are gonna handle this match. So it should be an interesting you know matchup to talk about, not just on the pitch but off it. So, yeah. um, you know, and for... I want to say another thing. Yeah, no, go uh, ahead. We, we need Rayals to give us good content for GIFs and videos for yeah, the, we need, we need Twitter. So, yeah, please so we need, play yeah, better. <laughs> play better. 
Uh, yeah, so for episode two, I'm Eduardo Rosso. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Or we'll, yeah, talk to you next week. <laughs>